Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery. I'm Anna Bellinghausen. I'm Avery Howard. Guys, we're so excited. This is our first episode ever, kind of giving you an introduction of what to expect for this podcast and just who we are in general. I'll start with my story. Yeah. And then Avery, we'll talk about how we cross paths and then what we hope for this podcast and everything in between. Um, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska and went to Elkhorn South. Local kid. Sports has always been my thing. And like I feel like every sports reporter, aspiring person, um, grew up watching Sports Center, yes. Samantha Ponder, For sure. College Game Day. That was my thing. Oh yeah. Um, and then just following the footsteps of the people before us, I think was really huge. And seeing all the women on TV, um, and then going to UNO, I think was the biggest turning point definitely of my career. So I actually went there for track and field. Um, didn't end up well. <laughs> uh, ran, ran one year there, but um, it didn't, I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't trade that year for the world though. I mean, I learned so much about myself and being a student athlete and um, just having that experience that I don't think a lot of people get and getting to relate to people that I cover on a day-to-day basis, I think is really, really important to me so I can have that compassion and actually understand those 5 a.m. wake-up calls and those two-day practices and everything like that. So then, yeah, go to UNO. Um, I stopped running track. For those unfamiliar, UNO is University of Nebraska, Omaha. Yeah, I probably should have said just that. For, just for all of our listeners across for the world. For our worldwide audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nebraska, yeah. Omaha. But yeah. Um, and then I think everything turned from there and just got into my career. And I'll speak on that a little bit later. But Avery, how did you end yeah. up at the University of Nebraska, Omaha? University of Omaha, if you will. Um, so I also ended up at Omaha on a athletic scholarship to play soccer so I finished all four years there playing soccer and way better than me <laughs> just, a, just an all-around athlete from Casey yes I am from Kansas City I was gonna start with that I am not from around the Omaha area but I did grow up coming up here a lot a lot of families still here so when Omaha did cross my path during the recruiting journey it's actually funny because I was very quickly to be like no I'm not going there like I don't have any interest, Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously when you're, you know, an athlete going through that journey, it's, you can't really cross anything off the list yet. So they were my first visit. And um, like I said, my dad had grown up here, so I have family here. So the area seemed familiar to me, but I was kind of wowed by everything that it had to offer. It's not a huge state school, but from the facility standpoint and where they do stand in the division one rankings really they were kind of up and coming and Mm -hmm. which is funny because I look back on my visit and I'm like oh I didn't think I realized that we really weren't very good at at, like at all at that time and Uh they were kind of in a struggling period they established themselves so well in the vision too and Mm -hmm. um I mean, like you could walk in and just see that there was a lot of credibility to the university. Right. And now they're competing for some like championships so, pretty much every year. Right. And I think in the back of my head, I also, thought, you know, I wanted to go somewhere and be really competitive, but they all, my coaches and 
people that had gone into athletics before me always said, you know, you want to make sure you go somewhere that if something were to happen to you, or let's just say you weren't competing that first year, would you really still enjoy the environment? That's a really good way to think about it. Yeah. And I think I had to take that to heart because when I went on my other visits, it was like, okay, how does my heart feel about this? Not Mm -hmm. to get weird, but just kind of like, you know, does this feel comfortable to me? Does this feel right? And I remember that summer before I decided to commit I was just kind of like, hmm, I thought I wanted to go far away. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe anything past six hours was going to be in my wheelhouse. And it just hit me one day. I told my dad, I'm like, I think I want to go to Omaha. And uh, then we quickly after made a coaching change. But that's all uh, besides the point, kind of how I ended up in Omaha. But it's funny because looking back on this, um, to my career and why I want to do what I want to do, it doesn't shock me looking back on it now. I was Mm. surrounded by every sport possible growing up. I literally did everything under the sun. So sports was just always a part of my life. Uh So looking back on it, like I think it was probably, like you said, coming to UNO, that finally that kind of like, oh, I got to figure out kind of what I want to do. And at that time, I came into Omaha and I had, I think, elementary education down. What? Because I liked kids and I'm like, I don't, I didn't know how the broadcasting thing worked. I didn't really know how you got into it. I just kind of thought it was like a side thing. Like really, I was oblivious to the whole process of Mm -hmm. it. I didn't know because, well, I was always sports based too. So I didn't really have like, I don't know, like I just was focusing on my sport and not really the next Mm. thing I think, but I knew it's what I loved. And so I remember this will get into how me and Anna cross paths, but I remember I saw Anna covering the World Series for this club on our university's campus called Mav Radio. It was a sports radio station. And I was like, okay, how did she get to cover the World Series like for this small radio station like mm-hmm. on our campus? Like what's the connection? <laughs> and I remember watching all of her stuff and then we had a um we had a class together sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was like grammar. It was at yeah. like four thirty to six. Was it freshman year? No, it was sophomore, sophomore year. year. Yes. Oh yes, yes, I remember that I class. Remember, it was like it was like writing. We lab. were learning about our verbs. Yeah, yeah, literally, it was grammar. It was terrible. It was so terrible, but it was a part of communication, so you had to yeah. take it. But it was like you had writing and you had like writing lab or something. Mm-hmm. And I knew who you were when you walked in, and you sat like a few things behind me. And um, you we had a few other athletes in our class, and you walked in, and they all knew you because like you were doing the interview stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, who, who, how does she know these people? Like we're only <laughs> sophomores and all this stuff. And I was like, I got to figure out like how she got involved with this. So I even reached out to a few people about getting into Mav radio and crickets. Oh, know, because you know, we just, yeah. it was like, there wasn't like a landing page really right. or whatever. And so I was like, okay, like maybe she did like some sort of like interview for it or like, how do you get it to, I literally did not know. And then this is so fun. I've never heard the story I know you before. have it. And which is funny because I've been on other podcasts and I've talked about this. Lo and behold, Owen Godverson, shout out Owen, finally responded to one of my things. It was like, Hey, like we have a meeting at noon on Monday, mm-hmm. like whatever. So that's how I found out about it. And then that's so funny. Our second semester, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right before COVID, we had a radio class. Yep. We had to go around the table and say like what our interests were. And everyone else was kind of like either, you know, movies or sci-fi stuff. Cause you had to do radio stories mm-hmm. or like, you know, entertainment news. And I already knew you were going to say sports. And then I was the only other girl in that class that said sports. And our radio teacher was like, oh my God, we had two girls in the yeah. class that wanted to yeah. do sports. So you invited me to a first warning show that Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, sure. Like, okay. And you're like, we're going to do a track like segment. And for those out there that don't know what I'm talking about, it literally was like a two minute show. We would record in a set that would go up on like Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And looking back on it, it's like, 
They're so cringy. The most horrific thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day where we like completely make it. Yeah. And then someone's going to resurface uh-huh. these horrible like videos so from bad. our college days of yeah. sitting on this desk so awkwardly. But that's literally oh how God. like me and Anna, in, in my perspective, had cross paths. And then we can get into everything that's become. But it is look, looking back on it from where we're sitting right now yeah. at our first like big girl job mm-hmm. doing this podcast. You know, if I wouldn't have chose to come to Omaha for soccer and you mm-hmm. didn't decide to stay home or just the fact that I think we were able to kind of create our own opportunities to cross paths like we did. But like I said, you had me do a track show and I'm like, I know nothing about cross country track. You uh-huh. literally ran track. <laughs> it was all scripted though. You I just know, had it, was, talk. it was, but it went from, do you want to come like watch it to I'm going to go to Wednesday? I think you had like messaged me through like canvas or something probably and you're like do you want to write a script for the track one and looking back on it it's just so funny probably made me, no sense <laughs> probably not I literally took information off our team website like I did no organic like research I yeah. nothing about it um but when it went up on Twitter I remember I went to practice that day and like people on my team knew it's what I want to do and they're like oh my god you like made your debut it was so good and Aww. I was like looking back I'm like oh my god well I have like a different obviously perspective of this story um so I started in MAV Radio my second, sem- well, it was the summer after my freshman year. And that was what you saw, the College yeah. World Series, me covering that. And basically that happened because MAV Radio always got the local ties. So the local credentials and everything like that to cover the CWS at TD Which is Ameritrade. nice because you're from Omaha. So like you knew mm-hmm. this. That's why I was Right. Like, and I grew up with right. it. I was like, how the heck is she, like, she out there with this radio station? So it's funny though, because... Jodine always used the word to describe me as like fearless Mm -hmm. um lover to death but that kind of came up because none of the other students had really like gone in the locker room and started interviewing people and stuff but I was like guns blazing like I saw like SEC network in there and I was like why can't we be in there and I just and they were all the other guys that were with me were like I should be with SEC network exactly and I was like uh I was like I I have the same credential as they do like we're on the same playing field here I'm gonna go in there and do interviews again if you resurface those are horribly awkward and weird and not good but I'm Anna Bellinghausen exactly like horrible (laughs) robotic weird don't go look at those but maybe resurface them one day so we can all laugh yeah but that was such a big confidence builder for me just knowing that I could just go in there and I was probably one of the two or three women in the room and just having that um just kind of basis of hey you can compete with just whoever is in the room with you as well and knowing that you're on the same playing field as somebody that's been in this profession longer um but yeah to your story about the classroom thing (laughs) I don't really remember that grammar class other than the fact that I had like worksheets of nouns and verbs and stuff that I didn't want to do but when we had that radio class together I remember kind of knowing who you were from soccer just because athletes usually typically know each other I still had like I just stopped running track at the time or something like that but I still knew all the athletes and whatnot um and so I remember seeing you in that class and I was like I need to get this girl involved because at the time in Mav Radio, there was legit no girls, no no one, no girls in the sports department. And it's just like, hadn't fostered a community of women yet. No, And that's, this is literally that classroom is where it all began. CPAX 104. Yeah. Literally where everything ran through that classroom. Literally that's where everything started. And 
I remember seeing Avery in that class and I was just like, okay, yeah, we got to get her. And then she said she likes sports. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. She's interested in the same career field as I am. And I was like, so aggressive with you. I was like, hey, yeah, you're coming um, on Friday to the show. I know you don't know who I am, but you're doing this. Like, you probably thought I was a weirdo. No, it was perfect. Because I was like, how do I reach out to this girl without acting like I've been like stalking her a little bit? But then then at the same time, I so was second guessing myself. I'm like, I have too much going on with soccer right now. Like I'm in season, but I want to know what she's doing. And then I don't even, I think I like didn't even follow you on Instagram. I think I was just like kind of stalking from afar. <laughs> and then I was trying, whenever like Maverick would post something, I'm like, okay, like, is there a link somewhere? Whatever. So when you ri- originally, like right when you said something, I was like, okay, perfect. Like, I'll just mm. say, I'll go. I have no idea what this means. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. But I remember I walked in the studio on Friday and like everyone knew that I was going to be there, uh-huh. which was so everyone funny Everyone was to me. so excited to have you there. Yeah, it was so weird because I walked in and I'm like, okay, I'm probably just going to stand behind the camera and like, I don't know how this works. I'll just like sit off to the side mm-hmm. and like for the guy right when we walked in we're like hey like awesome like Anna's not here yet but like you can watch us through the first one kind of get a feel for it like everyone knew my name yeah. I was like oh my god what is going on You're like famous seriously <laughs> I was like this sudden. is so fun like everyone knew because I just thought people were gonna walk in me like who is this who's this girl and especially like when you walk into a tv studio like you go down a flight of stairs like go underground I'm like where the heck am I going yeah. especially if you've never been down to a tv studio especially the yeah. one that you know it's yeah. like literally underground Historic. and scary yeah um, yeah but yeah I was so happy that you did I that know. with us I remember the whole episode I was like smiling so I, I was like oh my god I love having another woman with me because I while I love the dudes I love yes. the guys and working with yeah, them they were great there's nothing like having another person that understands you and like just having Avery was so amazing and honestly like if you weren't there sometimes I probably wouldn't have done a lot more than like I probably wouldn't have done as much as I did if I didn't have you and also Alexa Blaze who joined us what like six months later so well it was COVID so we this was the part that was like so crushing but looking back on it like the best thing that probably happened to us because Mm -hmm. so like we said the first show it was called first warning it was literally kid you not you guys two minutes because it had hit the cutter had to cut her the twitter <laughs> cut off yep and so no verification it, badge no <laughs> it literally was like hi welcome in this is avery and anna and it was we would have like literally two parts each and that was it it was like yeah. anna what's the track team doing this weekend literally like, who, whatever and you would give all into like where they'd be and i'm like okay what's it gonna take for them to be successful at this weekend's match and you would give or what is match what is it meet there we go good lord jesus so ah, the track game the track game (laughs) (laughs) so um and then we would end it like follow us on blah 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 on twitter Mm, and super yeah that was it but i remember the first time i sat at the desk or not even a desk it was a literal it was like a chair mug cocktail table yeah and um fake mugs we were holding fake mugs you guys oh my god we were holding so tight yeah so (laughs) tight but i remember like literally when people say it's like a hot white light that's literally what it is and those mm-hmm. lights are on you and yep. it's for me it was the first time I had felt something similar to my athletic um I guess you could say adrenaline mm-hmm. or drive 100%. I was like oh my god I want to like this is so butterflies for me right yep. now like I have this quick feeling of this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. It's like weird to think about because I, I can uh, tell you the emotions that I had before a certain game. I can tell you the kind of drive or competitive edge that I had before a certain game. And then this was that first moment that I can tell you that I was like, I've never had anything make like me feel this way before. Yeah. Out of your comfort zone. Out of your comfort zone. But like, 
in the right place. Right. Like I got off the desk and watched someone else do another show and I was like, I want to go again. Let's mm-hmm. do it again. And not to like redo that one. Cause like, we didn't know it looked like crap at the time. We <laughs> thought it was fantastic, but I was like, okay, what else can we talk about? What else can we do? Right. Because it was like addictive. Like mm-hmm. when you feel like you're in the right place and like something challenges you, yep. you have those like exciting nerves. It was that feeling of, okay, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess in the intro, we didn't maybe tell people that, you know, our aspiring dream is to be on a sideline, to be at a desk, something within the sports world that mm-hmm. puts us at a title sports reporter, sports right. broadcaster. That's what we want to do. And so I think for the both of us leading up, it was kind of this, you see people on TV, right? And it was very minimal at the time. And I think right before we got into college probably was kind of a boom of a lot of faces all the time. Right. A lot of women, a lot of women. Yeah. And I, we've seen it grow through our four years of college tremendously. But during high school, I remember it was kind of the takeoff of like, you know, Maria Taylor and mm-hmm. Laura Rutledge and Chris Budden, even she's skyrocketed, but right. just a few of those names that really came upon the scene and like made a name for themselves. And I think it kind of helped me follow the path of how you kind of do things, but I didn't know how to get into it. So mm-hmm. to do something for the first time and have that adrenaline rush and like, just have that, you know, moment where yeah. you're like, Hmm, this feels like exciting. And so I know to counter your point, I would not be here, first of all, if it wasn't for you, because you invited me one, but also it was just like, okay, we both had this mindset of like, what can we do next? Mm-hmm. All right, now what? what's bigger? You know, how do we make this? We did, what, three segments together, maybe four? Right. I don't know. And COVID hits, so we all go home. And I remember texting you on the way home to my drive. And I was like, how do we get more girls to do this? And if it's just me and you, what do we create? Mm-hmm. And that whole time goes by, no sports, what the heck are you going to do? And um, I felt like a sense of like loss and like no direction. Cause I'm like, I don't have sports one mm-hmm. to play. Yep. All fall sports were but canceled. I, but I don't, I, like, I don't feel like I can create anything. And so we kind of create our own platform and starting in August, like me you and Alexa hopped on a call, we put things together and it was like, we're going to create this club and we're going to create opportunities for ourselves. But my whole point is I appreciate the relationship we started that clicked so quickly because it's kind of what we're doing right now. It's like, you got to create it for yourself, but we're both constantly thinking of how to create things for ourselves mm-hmm. or bring, you know, the other one along with us. And it's not ever a one person show, you right. know? And I think we've seen that in women's reporting today. It's, you know, they all do the one thing really well. And they, when I say one thing, I mean their thing, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they're good at, they do it well, but they're supporters of each other. And, you know, they bring each other along for the ride or they're supporting whatever their endeavor is. And yep. so I think it's maybe, maybe it's not rare, but it feels rare to me to find a connection quite like this where, you know, we're both individually different, but the goal is the same. And so it's not hard to motivate each other. Of each other. Totally. And if I see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, Avery, you should do this yeah. or you should reach out to this person. Oh my person. gosh, for sure. I feel the amount of things, if you, <laughs> if you went through me and Anna's DMs, yeah. text messages, like one, it's like sport link, sports links galore. <laughs> yeah. The other one's like, wait, go watch this. Go do this. Wait, you should reach out to them. Oh my mm-hmm. God, wait, this would be such a good idea. Right. And so like, to the whole point of this podcast, like we're so excited to have this platform now because not only do we get to kind of expand on our journey, but mm-hmm. just kind of like rehash a little bit like where we come from and like how we connected but where we're going and truly truly keeping it real because we're really on the climb as we speak exactly so and just changing the face of women in sports too for sure I remember starting off and not really understanding 
how to balance competitiveness with like jealousy and comparison and all that stuff. Because I mean, when I started off, I was seeing people like, Oh, how did you get that? How, like probably yeah. the same thing you were feeling like, yeah. Oh my God, how is she here? How is she there? Look at her path. She did this. She did that. She's at a bigger state school. She can do this or he can mm-hmm. do that. And I feel like, I mean, this goes back to like my track days. I always say this is if you constantly are looking left and right at the person next to you and where they are in, in the race, you're not doing your best race yourself. You're not in your own lane, sister. You're literally not in your own lane. And like, that is like, we get told that in track all the time. Like if you take a second to turn to your left and see what the person in lane two is doing, like you're screwed. You lost half a second already in your hundred meter race. But I mean, that's a sports analogy, obviously, but I think to tack onto it, like you can see someone kind of catching up to you Mm -hmm. and you're at that point determined to keep going harder. Right. You know, and I think that's kind of, if we're going to look at the race analogy here, it's, you know, not looking side to side, but allowing it to be a motivating factor. Exactly. And I think I've found a balance of, Hey, I want to be the best that I can be, but I'm never, ever going to do that at the expense of somebody else. hundred percent. And I've just always believed in uplifting women and uplifting others around you. Because honestly, if you're really good at what you do, it doesn't matter if you're helping people, yeah. sharing your secrets, sharing your tips. I think that would show that you're just insecure about not right? being good enough. But yeah. if you are secure enough in yourself and your own abilities to help others around you and uplift everybody, I think that shows more about you as a person than a career or a certain gig on ESPN or Fox Sports could get you. Like, I don't know. That's just my perspective of it. And I think that's why we started, back to your point, Avery, the Women in Media Club, a club that started with myself, Avery, Alexa, um, that also, what, 30 members by the end of our graduation that we had. And it was just, it wasn't even all about sports. It was just about women that wanted their foot in the door because in our profession, it's just a little bit harder for women to get, to get into the door and just to see that opportunity. Because I mean, again, if you, if you can see it, you can be it. And Mm -hmm. that's been our motto literally from the start, like from the start. It matters so much having visibility of women and that's what we're trying to do. And especially with this podcast, like we're going to have athletes on, we're going to have coaches on. It's going to be women. It's going to be men as well, but mostly giving a platform to women like Avery and myself showing that, Hey, we belong in sports no matter what. It doesn't matter what we're covering. We can cover men's sports. We can cover women's sports. It doesn't, it's, it's no different than anybody else. And that's exactly what we want to do and just kind of breaking the standard of, hey, you can't cover the sport because yeah, you've never played it or something sure. like that. That always grinds my gears, the I football know. debate. Mina Kimes, literally the god of football in my eyes. <laughs> and obviously she's a woman. She's never played the sport. Yeah, Genius up here. Oh my genius. gosh, she is such a genius. And it's yeah. funny that like some of the people that have literally never played it down in their life can be so, so, so intelligent about mm-hmm. the game. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And I think the whole gist that I think I'm the most excited about in this podcast is when we have these conversations, I know me and you have talked about it. There's so many podcasts out there that have, you know, had a few people on, I think we're probably going to have on, but even our athletes and stuff, of course, we want to know about the journey, right? Mm -hmm. We want to know like what got you here, what inspired you, but we want to talk right now. Like what are you going through right now to Mm -hmm. be better to, you know, maybe it is giving yourself some grace and, you know, patience and just relaxing. You know, Mm -hmm. we got a few connections out there that it's like, they've been go, go, go for the last 11 out of the 12 months. How do they take this time when we catch up with them to just like, relax, relax like, what, are they, what are they you know, like off the field right what is the real aspect and I think that's kind of how we came to our name here as much as we're trying to keep it real with you guys and what we're going through yeah when we have other people on it's like what does your day-to-day look like how do you balance all of this mm-hmm. and whether that be an athlete whether that be someone within the sports media company business whatever it may be how do you 
balance, like you just said, you know, not only the mindset, the physical aspect, but then also just supporting one another or, I don't know, being a person, being Mm -hmm. a human, you know, how do you do your day to day? Like the first person that comes to mind for me, like obviously Laura Rutledge lately, like doing every show under the sun, Mm -hmm. covering everything. And still like smiling, looking amazing, having a child. Having a child. She puts like these amazing meals together on Instagram (laughs) stories. I'm like, you are literally in a different state. Her breakfast three hours away every time. Yeah. So (laughs) three hours away, three hours ago. I know. And so I just want to know what the real, you know, inside look of that is Mm -hmm. and just what the life is like yeah and you know they're real people chasing a a real dream which I feel like a few years ago we'd been like that's not a real dream that's out of you know come on bring yourself back to earth right and there's people that we can talk to yep that are doing it and and it's getting younger and younger and more women and more women we love to see it and we love to bring on these guests especially and I think we're going to do that a ton athletes coaches broadcasters that you look up to that we look up to again Laura Rutledge Mina Kimes hopefully and just people like that that have just shaped and paved the way for women in sports especially Avery thank you so much for doing this podcast with me I know I'm so excited like when you came to me with this idea I'm like thank goodness we're on the same page here because I was thinking for a little while I'm like hey we don't have our show we don't have a little platform anymore like I'm ready to chit chat with you again be able to we miss by things. the horns. I know by the horns, by the horns, which our is college so, show. No, which once again, it was something that we just created, you know, and ready to talk about whatever. So mm-hmm. that's why I was excited about this. I'm like, I need something with Anna again. Right. We can talk it up. I can send you all these things. I'm, as I'm watching the game and we have a place to talk about it and yeah. keep it real. As long as it's not KU basketball all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for listening to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery. We'll see you next time right here. A Heard at Sports Network production. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.